Hey, it's Shanna, and this is the At Home Tarot Podcast, where we're building a home within ourselves, one daily spiritual practice at a time. Good morning. So good to have you here with me as we start another week into our daily spiritual practice of tarot. So thank you so much for joining me. This is, this is, we are, are getting very close to halfway through April. Spring is very much in the air where I am and I'm just happy to be here. I'm in a quieter, slower mood this morning. So, um, sometimes that's just a great mood to be in. Um, and I enjoy just sipping my coffee a little bit slower and talking a little bit slower and considering things with a more spacious kind of timing. And uh, I just love, I just love when that sets upon me. Uh, I'm a fire sign, so I can often embody a more um, fiery, passionate, creative kind of energy. Um, I find I'm often speaking faster and faster. The more I'm inspired, the more I'm um, getting deeper into the cards, um, the, the more I'm, I'm really in something and in the spirit movement. And, and by that, I just mean my, my spirit is moving as I do whatever I'm doing. And so my pace can, can increase and my passion can ignite. And I, I really savor the moments where that's not the case. Um, because something different gets to come through us when we create with a slower vibration, (laughs) when we come to life and love with no urgency whatsoever and no pace and no end goal um, with a timeline attached. And I find these moments come the most when I don't have an expectation of whatever I'm in. And those can hide very well from us. We often can think we have no expectations and we only notice when we feel slight pang of resentment or impatience or frustration, or disappointment. And then we realize if those things are present, then often we were holding some type of expectation. So I really love to harness this energy when it arrives and realize that some of my best creation and my best messages happen when I'm feeling lower energy because it means everything slows down (laughs) and a slowdown has actually never felt wrong to me in a way to slow feels like the biggest spiritual embodiment I can practice in my lifetime is the practice of slowness. It is underrated 
I think in a world where we're all trying to make something of ourselves and get too, um, too wrapped up in results being our form of success. So that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> Let's get started on today's uh, tarot reading for those of us who are trying to unravel from codependency, trying to unravel from being very attached to people emotionally, you know, participating in a lot of enmeshment and over advising or um, the opposite, which is the the looking for uh, a savior and looking for someone to take responsibility for things that are our responsibility. Um, yeah. <laughs> looking for someone to walk in and save us kind of from ourselves. And, um, yeah. So if, if that feels a little bit like you, you're in the right place. Welcome back to, to my, um, my listeners who keep returning. It's so good. So good to have you here. All right. <laughs> Our self-abandonment card today is the nine of wands. And our self-returning card today is the five of swords. When I look at these two cards, it doesn't feel like a lot of self-returning energy. Both cards hold a lot about fighting, about being at odds. Both hold a lot around being hurt by ourselves, but in particular, hurt by others. And so when I pulled these two cards yesterday and sat with them, it felt very confusing to start because there was no clearness. There was no um, clarity of what you might call goodness and good advice. <laughs> and so today's reading feels complex. It feels a little bit like having choice and yet all the choices somehow um, bring with it uh, a toughness and a discomfort and there's no, it, I don't want to say it feels like no good option, but I think that's a great way to put it because that's often how we put it to ourselves. And I think it's really important to speak to people in the language we speak to ourselves. You know, I know personally, I don't, my inner critic, but also the part of me that talks to myself in compassionate ways, it doesn't talk with jargon. It doesn't worry about being perfect in the way it phrases language um, around things like mental health. Um, it talks very plainly because I understand the heart of it. And so maybe this is the right time to say it feels like there's no good way forward, no good way out of the situation today. 
and that no matter what decision you made, it's still coming with an ounce of pain, discomfort, um, resentment, uh, consequences we didn't, we don't want to deal with. Um, and that is just that, that can be such a real experience, um, for us, (laughs) for living this human life is sometimes we have choice, but we don't have the choices we wish we had that really, um, feel good and comfortable and harmonious for us. There is just choice. So the nine of wands as our self abandonment. So wands are our movement, our spirit in the world, our sense of creativity, but also our sense of, of fire and, um, defense sometimes, and nothing really shows defense more than the nine of wands. The nine of wands is often someone who is holding a wand at the steady. It looks like they are leaning on it just slightly. It's there to steady them. So this is someone who is using their spirit and their sense of spirituality or their sense of creativity as a way to steady them and keep them balanced in the world. However, this person is often battle-worn. They are hurt. Their clothes are ripped. They might even have bandages or cuts and bruises. They have been through a lot. And this card holds a lot of resiliency in it. Being prepared for the next battle. And it often has the eight of wands as a wall behind it. The the other eight wands are a wall behind it or in front of the person. In the light series deck I'm looking at, there's what looks like a makeshift wall in front of the person in the card. And I often like to call this the, the boundaries card and the, the throwing up walls of protection card. It really is in this particular placement of self-abandonment, you know, boundaries are wonderful, but when it's in its shadow, this is about forming walls around you, um, because you've been hurt. And it is about isolation and it is about not, not stepping into, um, the offensive, but also not completely retreating and and walking away either. The person is still here, ready for a fight, waiting for the other shoe to drop is often this and often waiting. It is a good indication of the nine of wands, but it's waiting for something bad to happen. And in this context, it's, it's waiting for someone to hurt you again. It is that feeling of continuing to stay in a situation and stay silent, right? Because this person is still 
They're not seeking out the fight. So this is us not going to the people we love, not going to the person you're thinking of, whether it's a love context or friendship or a coworker or something along those lines. You're not going to them to share what is on your spirit, what is weighing on your spirit and the ways you've been hurt. You're not going to them to share this. But you're also not walking away. You're not walking away from them either. And instead, what you're doing is you're leaning on other parts of your life to support you. And you're throwing up walls to this person. And you're saying, well, I don't want to tell them what's going on. I don't want to approach them and move into a position where maybe that will hurt me again. But I I also don't want to walk away. I don't want to leave this uh, metaphorical battle with them. Um, I do want to be here. Um, Or in the shadowy, I don't know if I should leave or I don't feel like I that's a nice thing to do or whatever story there is about walking away. Um, and I don't, it could be walking away from a relationship as a whole. It could just be walking away from particular conversations that, um, weigh on you and put your defenses up. And so you kind of stuck, we, we have kind of stuck ourselves in this middle. And sometimes with wands, when, when they are in their shadow, they turn into anger and resentment and envy and jealousy. And so we also might find ourselves in a position with someone where we feel these things. We feel angry about something or somebody did us wrong and they, they're not seeing it. Uh, we haven't shared it with them and they're not seeing it on their own. They don't see how it's hurting us. And we might also feel envy um, or jealousy of how that person gets to be or what they get to do or who they're surrounded by now that, that we're not involved in. And yet we're still right here. We're, we're being hurt. We're not sharing about it. We're also not removing ourselves from, from that sort of feeling or that um conversation that brings those things up. So we're, we're really at a standstill. We're very on guard. Now the five of swords is our returning card. And this is what makes this so complex is that the five of swords is often a card of manipulation and saying whatever you need to say in order to get your way, especially in relationships. This is about messy, manipulative, hurtful, ego-driven fighting and conversations. And often it is about one person kind of winning um, that and getting their way and coming out on top verbally or coming out on top in their ego it is a little bit about who's most hard done by. It's those kind of discussions or it's those 
that kind of thinking. Um, and I will fully admit if you are here, I'm with you. Um, I get really caught in ego thinking and I get really caught in trying to think about things in a way where I come out on top looking like the better person. And that is a mechanism because it means that I struggle to feel worthy and valuable and lovable if I'm not, if my, if my ego is shaken. Okay. If my ego shakes and it says, actually, you're in the wrong here. Actually, you've been selfish. You haven't been thinking of this other person. You've been taking advantage of them. This is someone whose thoughts begin to fight back against that and go, well, but I did this and I did that. And, you know, they're not even good at this. And, and they never did this for me. And so that boosts our ego up. Um, because we haven't learned how to hold our sense of worthiness and our sense of being like deeply valuable as a person and still say, you know, this person has a bit of this right about me or, oh, I, I was being selfish and, and still hold that self-esteem for ourselves. Um, and so part of this can really be about dancing with this energy and navigating what it means to kind of lay down our defenses on the inside, our defensive thoughts, so that we don't have to come out on top with our ego, um, that there can be more harmony here within, within, that we don't need to manipulate what's real in order to feel better about ourselves and have better thoughts about ourselves, that it's okay to have both to feel very valuable and understand that, you know, something, something really was hurtful here. And it's like I said at the beginning, where there's no great option here that actually we are in the wrong. We've been manipulative. We were taking advantage of the people around us to fulfill what we needed. But while we did with the nine of wands, we were still on guard. And so we weren't able to appreciate that. We weren't able to say anything to them. Like I said, nine of wands is not someone who comes forward and shares their spirit. It's also not someone who walks away from what they're getting. And so this can sometimes be about receiving what you need without being humble and appreciating it. This can be a little bit about our savior complex. If, if you associate with that, that people are being hurt and there needs to be with this five of swords, the acceptance that we kind of took what we could get. But because we are so blocked behind our own walls, we actually alienated people into feeling 
like all they were doing was taking care of us and, and we couldn't appreciate it or that people were giving to us and we were doing it. We were accepting it in a way of using them instead of deeply, deeply appreciating them. Now that's one thing. If you resonate with that, then that's for you. If you're a little like, I don't think this applies. Um, one, I challenge you to sit with that for a while. But two, there's something else here that really relates to that nine of wands message about not being in the offensive, not moving forward and talking, but also not walking away to just be staying in the middle behind your walls, continuing to get hurt. And the five of swords is the, the courage to do something that is, is hurtful that you feel again with those options, there's no good option. Everyone's going to feel some pain in this. And the five of swords has two very distinct people, um, or distinct peoples. There's three usually. And one of them is the one that has all the swords. And this is, this is saying you're going to have to to bring up all your words and say them. You're going to have to say them and that's going to hurt people. And you're going to have to make that decision to be honest, to come forward, to, um, to step into the battle, to step into the mess as Brené Brown says to, you know, step into the, uh, into the battlefield, <laughs> into the arena, step into the arena you know, uh, and speak up. It's going to maybe hurt you. It's going to hurt other people, but you need to speak up. The other two people in the card are walking away from this energy. And so this denotes the other option that the person in the nine of wands is not taking. And that is to walk away. That when you are getting hurt behind your walls, then it, it actually is okay to walk away, to say, I'm not going to have this fight with you and walk away. And, and when you walk away to completely say, please don't follow me, you know, I will, you know, depending on the relationship, you know, you might tell them, you'll find them when you want to talk. Um, but it's okay to say, these words are hurtful and I'm not going to have this discussion with you and walk away. Um, and sometimes that's also walking away from the relationship as well. If you feel like it's been too hurtful for too long and, um, I hopefully with five of swords, the person who has the swords is in the foreground. So hopefully we've tried to tell them the whole truth, even though it's painful. Um, and, usually the the second approach is to then walk away. So, uh, I'm going to stop there. I think there's a lot there for us to sit with and there's so much there for each of us independently as individuals to fill in the gaps of, I don't want to fill in every gap for you. Um, we, we each have such independent energy, um, and independent experiences. So, 
um, I'm going to leave that for you and I'm, I'm going to leave that for me. And I do believe I understand myself right now, what this is referring to and who. So check in and, and just see if there's somebody on your mind right now and the experience you're having with them, then there's no need to rethink it or make it more complicated. That person is, is the person this is, this is talking about. So, um, I'm going to leave you with this energy to, to sit with and see if, if you can come back to yourself by speaking up or walking away and not standing in the middle, continuing to get hurt, um, but behind your, your strong walls that you've erected around you that, that just don't seem to be working out. So I care about you. I'll be thinking about you today as well as myself, and I'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. Thank you for joining me at home for our daily practice today. If you'd like deeper insight into your current energy, head over to jennadale.com slash insight messages to order a personalized reading from me and be sure to hit subscribe wherever you're listening so you can join me again tomorrow. See you then.